0: My mom offered to pay me a penny for every time I blew my nose. So Enterprising Susan at age four blew her nose 347 times.
1: You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Money is a powerful motivator for us aspiring financial grown-ups, and apparently, as we will learn from our guest, for four-year-olds, it's never too soon to get on board, It doesn't always have to be starting a business aka a lemonade stand to teach kids about money as we will learn from our guest, the remarkable Susan McPherson of McPherson Strategies, which provides social impact consulting. Welcome everyone. Thank you for your reviews and support. I read every one and they mean so much. For those of you who are new, we keep the episodes short, about 15 minutes, because you're busy, but we know a lot of you binge listen when you have a long commute or are running errands. The idea is to create flex time for podcasts. And speaking of busy, our guest, Susan McPherson, is a moving target, traveling the globe, helping her clients, well, make the world a better place through her company, McPherson Strategies. If you are ever fortunate enough to be anywhere near where she is speaking in person, you need to go. Make the time. Susan is such a dynamo, and there's a reason that she was named one of the 25 smartest women on Twitter. So you need to be following this woman on Twitter, too. Susan is the consummate connector, and I am so honored to call her a friend. And she shares a fantastic story. Get ready. Here is Susan McPherson. Hey, Susan McPherson, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. I am so
0: excited to be here, Bobby. You know I'm a big fan.
1: Thank you. And I have been working to get on your calendar for quite some time. I know you just got back from a big trip. And you are celebrating five years for McPherson Strategies. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. My accidental company.
1: Well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But for folks that don't know you, they must check you out on social media where, for example, you were named by Fast Company, one of the 25 smartest women on Twitter. And you actually have won a bunch of these Twitter accolades. So people should definitely. And and by the way, for good reason, because your tweets are absolutely brilliant and profound. But also, brilliant and profound is little Susan as a four year old, because that's how old you were when this money story happened. And I can't believe this. <laughs> this is the most original. And we've done more than 100 shows. I am going to go out there and say this this is the most original money story we've ever had a financial grown up. Susan McPherson, tell us.
0: Well, I'm thrilled that it, it could meet those uh, expectations. <laughs> but when I was a young child, I had a terrible issue of getting ear infections all the time because when I would have colds, instead of blowing my nose to clear my airwaves, I would sniffle back in. I just didn't like the thought of putting the tissue up to my nose. What was it about? Why? And it was gooey. <laughs> <laughs> all right and i think out of frustration but also out of having to drag me to the doctor's office for all those ear infection treatments my mom decided to be um how can i use this as a lesson for my daughter and offer to pay me a penny uh one sunday for every time i blew my nose so enterprising susan at age 4 blew her nose 347 times and in, one, only- day, <laughs> in, one, in day. one day in one day <laughs> and of course, I looked like Rudolph by the evening um, with a very bright red nose, but I succeeded in the mission of no longer sniffling in.
1: What'd you do with your, your proceeds, Susan?
0: Well, I remember my piggy bank couldn't hold that many, and my dad helped me wrap the pennies so that I could then turn them in to get actual bills. And I think we just sucked it away, you know, to spend lots of money at kindergarten because that's where I was headed next. So maybe crayons. <laughs> the start of your
1: investing career. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: So, what is the lesson from that aside from <laughs> blow your nose, even if you're not being paid? <laughs>
0: Oh my God, don't get ear infections, maybe. No, I think it's learn to count, (laughs) learn the values. You did (laughs)
1: learn, You know, I have to say as a four-year-old, counting to 347, that actually is a big number. Yes, well, when you're the youngest, you tend to pick up things like that
0: very, (laughs) very quickly.
1: But seriously, so what do you think are the money lessons that people can take away from that? Especially, I mean, money is a big motivator, obviously, for you. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to blow your nose, but you
0: wanted those pennies. I did. I think it's it's working to make money. It's, you know, nothing falls off trees, right? We all have to work hard and we have to be perseverant. And obviously my parents were creative, or at least my mother was creative to get me to think about how I could use something that I either wasn't good at or could be good at. Now, granted, blowing your nose is not something that you would do for a living. But it, 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 it take it for what it is. So for those of you uh, moms and dads who are listening, maybe you have a child who has a similar issue, and this may be a way to motivate them. Although I have a feeling you might have to offer quarters or dimes for every, every nose blow rather than pennies. Yes, a little lesson in
1: inflation over the years. <laughs> you, on a more practical basis for the adults listening, uh, you do have a great everyday money tip that almost anyone that works for a company probably can do or can do something about getting their company to make it available?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, such a great question. And I have to say, for those of you who work for corporations or or businesses, you should always ask if there is an opportunity for paid leave to go volunteer for the causes that you believe in, And you also should find out if your company provides matching dollars, which will make any donation you give to a particular cause have greater impact. And to give you an example, not all of us work for Microsoft, but Microsoft matches up to $15,000 that you donate to a accredited nonprofit organization. That means if you give $15,000. That nonprofit will get another 15, which is $30,000 in your Whoa. name. That's nice.
1: Yes. That's very nice. And that's lost money if you don't simply file the paperwork.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it's super, super easy. So if you have not inquired at your company, by all means, inquire about both. Many, many companies now are offering a day or several days that you can take to go volunteer at an organization. So I would not miss that opportunity.
1: Thank you, Susan. So let's talk just for a couple of minutes about McPherson Strategies. As I mentioned, it is five years old, and you, you jokingly call it your accidental company, but it's far from that at this point. You have been quite strategic in it, and the company is growing. Tell us more about what the company does and how people can learn more about it and maybe get involved.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Bobby. I really appreciate that. We are a social impact corporate responsibility communications consultancy, meaning we help companies, nonprofits, social enterprises, and foundations use communications to provide visibility to the good work that they are doing. And that can be a whole plethora of things, but most importantly, it is helping these folks provide visibility to the social impact they are having on today's society. We operate out of New York, but we have an office in Chicago and an office on the West Coast in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. And I think you can find us online at mcpstrategies.com. And of course, on Twitter, you can follow me at McPee one And if you just um, have an interest in either working with us or hiring us, just let me know. I'm easy to find. Thank you, Susan. This was amazing. Oh, Thank you, Bobby. You're a gem. And thank you for all you do.
1: Hey, everyone. Love that story from Susan. And I have this great image of my head of little four-year-old Susan blowing her heart out to earn that money. That kind of determination has served her well in life. And I really loved what Susan had to say about leveraging your company's matching program to get every dollar possible for the causes that you care about. Here are more things that you can do. Financial grown-up tip number one. Spread the word. If you make a donation to charity and your company matches it, maybe just kind of mention it to your coworkers as in, wow, you know, I love that our company has a donation match. Don't assume everyone already knows that or that they know how to do it. They might be intimidated by the paperwork, not know where to look, and just kind of not bother. Same thing with friends. I know people who have parties to celebrate, let's say a birthday, and then they ask that the gifts be donations to a charity. Well, if you do that, Or if you know of somebody doing that, make sure that it gets communicated, however you're comfortable, that everyone who's giving a donation should find out if their company is able to provide a corporate match. I mean, talk about amplifying the impact that you can make. Never assume that other people are as well-informed as you are, or even as motivated. Like I said, they might have the idea that the company does a match, but feel like, oh, there's so much red tape. I don't want to do it. There's a lot of easy money left on the table simply because of people maybe not wanting to seem pushy, asking people to do this when it comes to donations or people just kind of being lazy or feeling intimidated about the whole thing. Financial going up tip number two. Susan mentioned taking days off to volunteer, which is amazing if your company provides it. I would also add that you yourself can organize a team for a charity event from your company and ask your company to sponsor it. They often have this money allocated in the budget or can get it if you ask. They don't cost a lot. It's usually a minimal thing. And here's the really great bonus part of it is that by being the organizer of a team for, say, a charity run, you're not only going to be raising money for a cause, you're also going to be the one organizing it, which means everyone is going to be coming to you when they have questions, when they need their race Shirts, whatever they're going to be wearing, their numbers. And this is a great opportunity for networking within the company. And you can meet people at all levels of the company, both the top people that might get involved or even the lower level people. And it's important to know people in different areas of your company as well. So it's a really fun thing. You're doing something good and you're meeting lots of different people within your organization. So it's a winning strategy overall. Hope you guys try it. I should have done that when I was at a big company. Live and learn. Thanks to all of you for being part of the financial grown up community. We bring this to you for free. The only payment that we ask is that you share it with someone that you care about that you believe would enjoy the podcast and get value from it. Your reviews and feedback mean the world to us. I read everyone. So please take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, AKA iTunes, or wherever you listen to the podcast. And like I said, tell a friend to join us as well. And of course, thanks to Susan McPherson for getting us all one step closer to being financial grown ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.